Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is April 8th, 2020, in the post-WrestleMania world, the Wednesday Night Wars. Tonight, the NXT TakeOver that wasn't, that aired on NXT versus AEW Dynamite. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Uh, Raj Giri disappears. It's amazing. He pops up, and then he's gone for like a week. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hanging out with Ryback, doing... uh, (laughs) Doing tough guy stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so what? I feel like tonight we should talk about NXT first. I mean, what did you guys think of the show? Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, the women's ladder match. I mean, they really tried to give us a lot of that takeover experience on free television tonight. How do you think uh, that compared uh, compared to AEW tonight? I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it was actually it held my attention tonight. Definitely did. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, you know, both shows were good, but I think NXT, in terms of what you saw in ring, I thought they had a little bit better of a show. And, uh, you know, putting Johnny and, and Ciampa to the task of, granted, with, it had commercials, but putting them to the task to basically fill the entire second hour, that's, that's a tall one. But I thought they did it, and obviously they have enough emotion and story to carry it through. So, yeah, I think NXT uh, held their own uh, really well. Yeah, and Dynamite, no slouch tonight at all. Chris Jericho on commentary really elevated the entire show. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. So let's hop into it and talk about uh, NXT tonight. This was at Full Sail. Uh, I don't know if you guys had the same thought. Compared to the WWE Performance Center, Full Sail looks like the Barclays with all the lights and the production. <laughs> I mean, this looked amazing tonight, right? Compared to these like drab Performance Center shoots we've seen lately. Yeah, it did. It looked good. Better. Yeah, it was- yeah, and uh, we opened with the number one contender's ladders match for uh, to crown the new number one contender for the women's championship. Is going to go on to face Charlotte Flair uh, for the NXT championship. We had Io Shirai versus Mia Yim versus Chelsea Green versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's start, Matt. Your high level thoughts about this match? What did you enjoy? Um, first of all, how come nobody's putting over my awesome lighting? I just figured out in my truck here right now. Oh, it's it's the high studio experience. <laughs> um, freaking awesome, Tegan. 
obviously WWE loves themselves some Tegan Knox. Obviously, like why does she have fifty five specials on the network? Can anyone answer me this question? <laughs> no, I, I mean a smartass. I'm so confused. I saw it pop up on the network. The comeback to Tegan Knox. I'm like, I just saw two of these. I've seen at least two Tegan Knox comeback stories on the network. I'm like, this has to be a repeat, and it's not. It was dated today or yesterday. Wow. They love themselves in Tegan Knox. That's my input. No, this was a good match. Um, I see why they love her, obviously, you know. But um, in my head, I, I'm not going to lie. I do. Uh, during the match, I kept thinking to my head, why her hmm. to put together these things in the network for versus yeah. the slew of 20 of them that I would argue are equally as good? No yeah. offense to her. I'm not saying that's a shit on her either. I'm just saying... You know what I mean? There, there's so many other women out there that that are really, really damn good. And she's good, too, but she's not, like, way up here compared to everybody else. You know, she's not like a Charlotte Flair or something. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, anytime you, you have this many talented people in one match and you have the gimmick of ladders, uh, I don't want to say it's easy, but, you know, there's a, it opens – there's so many options, so many things to do, and then you, and then you add a – uh, a guy on the outside, like like uh, the Robert Stone, you know, when you have him to, you can you know work him into things. So yeah, yeah. this was this was this was this was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this this was def- this definitely was competitive up against what AEW was trying to do for its opening, you know, twenty twenty five minutes. So uh, this was very much a takeover quality, um, uh, you know, semi main that we would see. Uh, and again, it's 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 more of the same of what I've said. It's like there was some things going on. I'm like, man, I wish. You know, I wish these girls would have got the pop that they deserve for this. And, you know, like, again, to do all that they're doing, not having crowd reaction, fueling them, it's a dangerous match working with that many ladders and that many people and the other gimmicks. And, I mean, like, now it's not the time you want to get hurt and have to go to a hospital. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it, they, I think they all gave it a, a 100%, and this was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I felt like any any woman could have won this. The fact that Io yeah. Shirai did – I'm almost wondering if Charlotte's going to stick around for a while in NXT. And Justin, we'll talk later about the rumors of what's going on with Rhea Ripley. Uh, but if Charlotte's going to be there for a bit, I almost wonder if we could see each of these women end up uh, having a match with Charlotte over the coming weeks. I'm cool with that. It could be great. Yeah, uh, I was rooting for Mia Yim. She was the, she's the one that I want to see the most. Yeah, of Charlotte. That's who was in my head when I was like, why doesn't she have like, a network special? <laughs> yeah. No, she's super uh, intriguing, dynamic character, great look, great wrestler. Um, thought there were a lot of good spots in this. I even really liked how they did uh, Robert Stone with Chelsea Green, trying to have them both attack the ladder <coughs> and get the, get the briefcase uh, off the top there. I thought that was really well done. I mean, it was just – it was good. This this was all great tonight. Um, I thought this was a really good match. This was takeover quality. And, Matt, you got to imagine, I think – even more than AEW, I feel like NXT TakeOver, the crowd energy is a character unto itself. It's like the third man or woman. Oh, yeah. Definitely the sixth man in a basketball game, right? Yeah. Uh, the twelfth man in football, eleventh man in football. I don't even know what this name is. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Um, you're 100% right. Twelve, yeah. thank you. And I played football. That's pathetic. Um, <laughs> but it really is its own entity. It's yeah. definitely what I, I always said, like, I mean, every every one of us say the same thing, and that is anybody. And I mean, no disrespect, but almost anybody. And I think I've said you, Glenn, as well. Hmm. Could throw in a pair of trunks, go out and perform in front of an NXT crowd, and they will lose their shit. Hmm. They will. And everybody appears to be a bigger star in front of that audience. That audience is awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah, so having to put on a takeover, keep that takeover energy without having an audience there, I feel like it's not yeah. super commendable on uh, every performer's uh, oh, part. I did want to point out one last thing. Yeah, um, please. Uh, you talked about Robert Stone. Um, what's his gimmick? Uh, Robert yeah, Robert Stone. Stone. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Chelsea Green, very happy for Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green's worked really hard to get there. She's super talented. Um, I'm not just saying because of Zach's, you know, woman. I'm just saying because she really is. She's so she's a good actress. Um, yeah. And I always go back to that ridiculous drunk bride gimmick she had to pull off at TNA, and she got it over. Um, you know, so I was happy to see her get her uh, just do here a little bit. And and, and Matt. And Matt DeFerla, you say she's a great actress, and I'm happy for you. But know, prior to the prior to that, when she was when nobody knew who she was, way back when there might if some WWE fans might might remember that WWE tried to pull a Daniel Bryan storyline where he was supposedly cheating uh, and mm-hmm. having and, and having a, an affair with I don't know if it was the the, the nanny or the fit, the workout person, but Chelsea Green yeah, played that yeah, yeah played that role yeah. uh, and, and and coming in coming in cold in a ridiculous extra spot like that. <laughs> a big name like like Brian. I forget who else was in the storyline. That's not an easy thing to pull off, but she did. She looked great. Candace looked great. Candace, great night tonight overall. Uh, her performance in this match, and then her uh, her role in the main event. Um, this was really really good. I mean, I can't recommend this enough. I think uh, for a women's match, yeah. this just showed how dominant the NXT women's roster is. Would have been great with Bianca Belair, but obviously she's on Raw now, so it makes sense why she wasn't in this match. Yeah, and she would have honestly. She's so on fire right now. I would think she would actually outshine a lot of them. Mm. And so this was a good opportunity to raise some of these uh, other women's uh, game a little bit and get them pumped up a little bit. You know what I mean? Moved up a level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Io Shirai won this match. Uh, she will face Charlotte Flair at a date to be determined. Why don't That's we talk about? Be awesome! Oh, I yeah. can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that. She, I, she's made me a fan of hers now. She has. I wasn't big on her at, at first, but I am now. And her versus Charlotte, that'll be different. So, Justin, let's talk about it now. What's yeah. going on with Rhea Ripley? So, Rhea Ripley's visa uh, was about to expire. <clears throat> was about to expire. So, she's back in Australia. Uh, but obviously, this is interesting timing because she's back what? in Australia. Yeah, she's back in Australia. But like, obviously, travel worldwide is very extremely limited, and uh, so. She's there for the foreseeable future, so I, there's no. I don't. I can't say for sure if that if that played into her losing the title to Charlotte or not. But it does kind of help that she's dropped the title to Charlotte because now she's not pressured to get back to be part of these continued TV tapings. Um, but yeah, Rhea Ripley looks like she's going to be off TV for the indefinite future. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because we've seen this before when somebody has a big run. They go into mania, they lose, you know, drop their title, whatever, and it's common that then that talent might disappear for a few months and kind of get a little reset. Yeah. So uh, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, you know, in Australia, and we'll wait to see when we get her back. She's from Australia. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. This entire time, I thought she's from England. Well, I mean, similar, right? I mean, Australia were originally the British. I swear to God, though, I really wow. Okay, they, they have a lot, and that, that makes me think they have a lot of talent. Actually, they, you know, they are yes. from Australia. Uh, the, the Iconics, I believe, are, are from Australia. Buddy Murphy's Australia. Yeah, they have a lot of talent from Australia. No, absolutely, they're all good. All four of them are good. 
Oh, and if you think about it, maybe it's genetic because Australia was originally a penal colony for the British. So all like the meanest, toughest people, the Great Britain was like, no, we're sending you away to this island. They went there and that's why the that's why Australians are so tough. There might be something to do. That's where Nathan Jones is from. See? Oh. Public school failed me because I didn't learn that until I was like 30 about Australia. And I was like, how did that miss me that that was the history of Australia? Like I must have been absent that day. To be fair, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, But, of course, it's it's been its own country now for uh, quite some time. Um, So, I think what's going to happen is I think Charlotte's going to beat each of these women individually, and then Rhea comes back and reclaims the title. That seems like the natural progression of this storyline. Her her, her visa expired, you said? Is that what this is about? Yes. Why would that – how could WWE let that happen? Well, it's a work visa, so I mean, I think I think you have to. I, I, I don't. I'm not an expert, but I guess maybe you have to go back to your country of origin and get and do paperwork or what have you. But anyways, it seems like she's back there, and they're not going to have her. You sure it has nothing to do with like a travel ban or something like that? The chat room is blowing up today, saying she posted saying she's in America. That could still mean her visa is up for renewal, and maybe puts her status in question. Let me do some okay. quick googling while I uh, look this up. Just because, just because, really quick, WWE would never let that happen. Uh, no, that's a TNA type of move. If you remember, <laughs> um, I love TNA. I'm just being honest, um, but but not not WWE. They have so many foreign roster members. They don't make that mistake. That shit's done well in advance. Okay, yeah, it's a couple hours ago. You're right. Look, a couple hours ago, she did say that she's she's proven that she is uh, here. She's proven it. She's proven. It. Like I'm in front of a Marco's Pizza. See, it really does exist. I have to be in the USA. I wonder if she's in Longwood. There's not too many Marco pizzas here in Florida. That's I was robbed of that going to Florida. I've been talking about this on Twitter. See, in California, there are no Marco's pizzas, but they advertise nationally. They're like, America's favorite pizza chain. And I'm oh, like, really? I've never even heard of this place before. I don't believe it exists. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So uh, So the so this, the timeline was PW Insider reported that Ripley was going to have to go back to Australia and that the uh, visa was going to have to be renewed. But she has since now posted a video saying she is still in the States. Um, so she is still here. Damn, PW Insider. How does that feel being so wrong? <laughs> I'm just surprised. I'm surprised. Oh. This, some of the things I'm surprised Raj isn't doing a run in and just being yeah. like, uh, guys, for the record, let me correct the story and tell yeah. you exactly what happened. All I know is on wrestlinginc.com, you're not going to find wrong things like that. It's true. Except this podcast where we misreported it, but we corrected ourselves. Uh, to, be, to, to, to be fair, I'm friends, my, I like my, I'm friends with Mike Johnson. I like Mike Johnson. <laughs> the rest uh, of them, man. Yeah. Um, so let's do some super chats here. Justin Alba won $5. The ending of that Gargano versus Chama match was Vince Russo-like booking. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've yeah, got some... He's right. Yes. Uh, Jay Lane, $2. Happy uh, Passover to fellow Jews. Uh, appreciate that, Jay Lane. Um, he said it backwards. Because I think there's probably a filter. We were talking about this the other night. Like, who, Matt, you were saying it was like Jews. It was like, it's weird to say that word because I think it's so charged when people say it, but it's weird that it's like, I'm sure there's a YouTube I said, filter. I felt it was inappropriate for me to say it. To say the Jew print, <laughs> I felt that that was very inappropriate for me. I don't so think we have there's a gimmick name. You, no, you gave us a gimmick name that your partner can never go out and say. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, brothers, when me and my partner and the tag team of, say it, Glenn. 
Did you print? <laughs> I'm gonna run wild all over. <laughs> I'd always pop whenever Paul Heyman would say, "I'm Brock Lesnar's Jew." It's yes. just authorized Jew. Oh, we could take it further. We could have like the dreidel bomb could be like a special combo move we could do. Stop! <laughs> they're gonna make they're gonna make gimmicks like T-shirts of that now, and I'm gonna be attached to it. No, dreidel bomb, man. Hey, dude, in Florida, Matt, this will get you points. You know, big big constituents, <laughs> my people in Florida. I uh, got a lot of offended. There. I don't think they'll be offended. I don't <laughs> trust me. It's not a bad word. Um, Kazarian X five dollars. AEW and NXT were great, but nothing tops the hidden gem I found on YouTube. A match between Kane and Matt Morgan in OVW. Oh, that was maybe my fifth. Definitely not my. I didn't have ten matches yet. That's for sure. Um, I was still doing like tug of war competitions on TV for OVWS so Green Snow. I was like me versus four guys, five guys. Um, they once tied the rope. Like I, I was about to beat three guys, and one of the heel managers ran out as I was about to beat his three guys in this tug of war contest. Ties the rope to the uh, pole, uh-huh. to the uh, corner of the ring, and I ripped the whole thing down. I was super over from that moment over, that, mo- sure. that moment on. But um. Yeah, so that dude, that's one of my best experiences was that match with Kane. I swear to God, that was my guy. You know, so an opportunity to wrestle him. I was a nervous wreck. He's like I told you guys tonight, he let me get all my shit and let me hit a drop kick, let me jump off the top rope, uh, do shit that mostly everybody else would really ne- never let me do athletically. Yeah, of all performers in WWE, just as a fan, Kane seems like a guy I would probably rank as having like the least ego. Of uh oh yeah, totally, totally. You know, seems very down to earth. DJ Navarrete, four ninety nine. Matt, salary aside, which company would you want to work for coming up? AEW or WWE? I'd want. I'd want to write that wrong. You know what I mean? And get another opportunity to WWE as myself. You know what I mean? I I think. Because of the, they have the network, they have an action figure line, up to was all these different royalties that you can still make money on there. Oh, he said no money aside. Okay, so money aside. <laughs> now, a, I take that back. Probably AEW because that's a, I don't know. I'm going to I'm waffling here. I'm going back and forth. You probably have a lot more creative wanna, freedom with AEW. Yeah. And I had that when I was in Impact. I, I, full, not full reign, but almost. As far as my promos went and what I did, um, and that was great. You know, that is liberating, and it it improves you as well, I would argue. So I've been in a company with that already, Um, but I don't know. Do you still feel that you have somewhere in the back of your head? Well, do you feel somewhere in the back of your head still that you have that that almost like uh, latent want to get that approval from Vince to go back in WWE and do something to have him like praise you or finally see you as the talent that you've always been that he never recognized. Even if it was like a rumble spot no. or something. Well, I already did, had that in 2014. I just didn't go. I retired. I yeah. told him I'm not coming. Yeah. Um, my son, my son was born. Um, I, I, I got that with, the six times they tried to get me to leave TNA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went out and got over somewhere else and did it while being the blueprint, which I did sell to him. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I did attempt to, you know, but no, I'm not, no, I'm not some like psychotic, <laughs> um, what's the word? Codependent. Uh, you know, person, yeah, codependent person with daddy issues, you know, no. Yeah. Which is interesting because it does seem like former WWE talent has that. It's always, and I've never gotten that from you. That's the reason why I ask because you, you actually don't think, carry that. I think it's more with those other talents, even too, Glenn. Yeah. I don't know if it's that much, as much as it is, and I have a little bit of it still, and that is you want to go show those WWE fans. Oh, yeah. What you would, what you really are about and the whole Monty, not just like the one eighth of yourself that you feel that you were allowed to display last time that you, they saw you. Yeah. Right. I guess. No, that makes sense. Um, so after that number one contenders match in NXT tonight, we saw Finn Balor's confrontation with Imperium's uh, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eckner uh, before they brawled. And then we saw Finn defeating Alexander Wolf in singles action from NXT UK. Um, so yeah, I mean this this build tonight with uh, Finn and Walter. I mean, how how are you feeling about this, Matt? I think this was exciting at first. I feel like this really got lost in the shuffle. This match, out of everything else that was supposed to happen at Takeover. Who was it supposed to be at Takeover? I think it was supposed was to be Finn, Finn versus uh, Walter at Takeover. Walter, why couldn't it be yeah. Walter tonight? Probably just it was a stack show. Maybe travel. Yeah, Maybe I'm wondering. If, yeah, because Walt, Walter, I don't think lives in the states, so I'm wondering if he's mm. back. If he is back over uh, uh, overseas, because I, I really was looking forward to that match. That that would have been a really dope match. Um, no offense to those other talents, none at all. When I say this, um, but to me, it was Finn Balor versus freaking enhancement talent. Yeah. You're well, right there, Glenn. I, it, it did get. It does kind of feel like it's got in all in all the weirdness that's happened leading up to Mania weekend. It did like that one uh, out of sight, out of mind for me. So Indashir versus Everrise. Now Indashir is Rinku Singh and Sarav Gujar, uh, managed by Malcolm Bivens, having this uh, pretty much a squash match tonight against uh, Everrise. Right. What do you think, Matt? You were a little. Uh, skeptical last week about Malcolm Bivens. Is is ever right? Yeah, he did good tonight. Is ever like a shoot a shoot on terror rising? You think? <laughs> no, I've seen them before. They did something else on NXT, didn't they, Justin? I I don't I didn't remember them. If they did, I don't remember. Or maybe they um, were squash on a tag match on Raw or SmackDown. Sorry, man. It was, no, no, you're good. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, it is what it, it was. What it was. Uh, it was uh, Raj would say, uh, yeah, it was there. <laughs> you know, it was, it was there. Yes. I don't know, man, with Malcolm Bivens, because he has been so hyped and Stokely Hathaway uh, on the Indies was seen as such a good talker. He's so funny on Twitter. He's such a personality. I just feel like with uh, these guys give me very much like of an author's of pain type vibe. And I don't know that mm. this character is necessarily the best fit for managing them, but I would love to be proven wrong. And it's still definitely early in the process. The name Stokely Hathaway is just a much cooler name too, by the way. Ring to it. Well, I like Malcolm Bivens. Makes me think of uh, Michael Bivens from Bell Bivens. Michael Bivens. Yeah, that's not a good looking pro wrestling. Why would you want that? Well, Bell Biv DeVoe. Uh, do we need to talk about how awesome Bell Biv DeVoe is? Because I could do an hour just on that, Matt. 
Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you could. But um, I mean, for pro re- for pro wrestling here. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's um. I don't want to judge. You don't want to think about soon. other people. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you don't want to think on. about other people's names. Apollo Jason Cruz. Jordan, Orlando Jordan. You don't want to think about Michael Jordan. You want to, you know, you want somebody with, with a hard hitting name. And I will borrow it from Jim Cornette because it's his, it's his gimmick, it's his saying, and that is the name test. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, Rocky Maivia, right? Yeah. Um, I thought Stokely Hathaway definitely passes the name test. I still think uh, Apollo Cruz is the laziest one. How they took Apollo Creed and Terry Cruz and we're just like, bam, there's your name. Okay. So Terry Cruz, I didn't know. I should have yeah. guessed that. Actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just but to this tag match, to this tag match on NXT, it was, it was the formula of a squash match, but it was like the longest squash match. You know, like it just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Part of it is probably with their taping schedule, and they have such limited talent they mm. can have. And when they set up, they're like, we can't have this be over too soon. We're not going to spend 20 minutes setting up a match to have it last 60 seconds. Maybe. Okay. You know? I'll buy it. I don't know. Or, or the other bit I'll of buy it what is, you're selling. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the other bit of I mean, those guys are, it is like Authors of Pain. They, they're, they're, when Authors of Pain came in, they did not have, uh, they were green. They did not have a lot of... Uh, Entering experience, and maybe this is a case of yeah, you're just kind of getting, kind of getting on the job training. They're like, all right, we're not going to just give you guys because think about it, they don't have any house shows to go tour around right now and, and really work their craft and learn. Mm-hmm. Which that's where you learn is the house shows. So this TV kind of has to be their learning experience. So maybe that's why they gave them a, a six minute match versus a, a two minute match. You know, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. I was going through some old photos from. Um, Mania weekend four years ago in Dallas, and then the first NXT house show I ever went to. I think right now, and I don't know if it's on, they could probably do it on NXT. Maybe they should put it on the network. They have these old NXT live events from a variety of venues. When you know Finn Balor was there the first time, when Charlotte Flair was there, when Elias was there. Uh, I mean, there's all, when Becky was there. There's all this talent. I think it would actually be really interesting if they put on some of those shows um, and we just saw sort of the before they were famous angle. I think because those those NXT house shows are always so much energy, so much fun. And it's never I mean, it's not like a WWE house show where it's stuff we've seen a thousand times, you know. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, but we saw this promo from Adam Cole taunting Velveteen Dream about uh, so they beat Bobby Fish last week saying if Dream keeps pushing, maybe he'll decide to end the experiences and uh, <clears throat> nothing Dream could do about it. That's undisputed, yada, yada, yada. So probably not next week, maybe in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, we'll see these guys face off finally. That's going to be, let me ask you guys a question really quick. Yeah. Can, what other match for NXT? Mm-hmm. In the last three years, I'll give it. And the fans in the chat room could play along with this answer as well. Get your answers. Um, in the last three years on NXT, who else, what other matchup were you looking forward to more? In the last three years? Wow. So was Joe there three in the last three years? Because if so, get that. I take a year off of him. Yeah, Joe probably left around three years ago because he had his feud with Shinsuke around three years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say that was amazing. Joe yeah. versus Shinsuke Nakamura was amazing. So it was Finn versus Joe. Yeah, 
those were all great. Um, but I think that's up there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think back to like American <laughs> Alpha versus the Revival. Like, there's been so many great matches. But no, that was Ooh. probably four years ago, though. Now that I'm thinking but, about it. But I don't know if I was okay. But uh, I don't know if yeah. I was looking forward to it like I was yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ended up being off the frigging chain. Good. What'd you call American Alpha? Was that what their name was? Yeah. Um, they were god dang that was so good versus the Royal. You're right. You're right. That's still probably the best tag team match we've seen until AEW's uh tag recently. But here we go, Matt. I'm gonna tell you the last one that I looked forward to this much. Velveteen yeah. Dream versus Ricochet that happened to take over Chicago. Mm, I should have looked forward to that much more <laughs> in retrospect. Because yeah. if you told me that match was happening now, I'd be like, oh my god, I would lose my mind to want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of a match like I like in terms of looking forward to, but I was just looking back and thinking here. I mean, I can think, I think one of the best NXT TakeOver events that I can remember experiencing, just like what I think matches top to bottom, I think was the NXT TakeOver Becky Dallas. Sasha. Well, Becky oh, Sasha was good, yeah. but NXT TakeOver Dallas, where you had American Alpha versus um, The Revival, you had Shinsuke's debut mm-hmm. against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Um, Finn, Finn oh, versus. Oh, that was insane. You had Finn versus Joe. So, I mean, that one, like, that stands out to me I, in terms of... That's I mean, got to be the best one of all time. That's what I mean. Don't you, you guys know? think? Yeah. I mean, it's weird for me. I was there live for that. I've never gone back and watched that tape but live. I always thought it was that bias of having been there while I love that so much. So it was no, interesting. no. Man, I was losing yeah. my shit at home watching this. Yeah. It was good. I was going bonkers. Yeah. That even had Corbin versus uh, Austin Aries, right? That was, like, the opening match so. of that show, I think. The opening was yes. American Alpha. And when Asuka uh, choked and out... And were set was second half. Yeah, and uh, Asuka choked out Bailey. Bailey. That yeah. was... That yeah, was... So, that, so we just named every single match. The whole card was... Yeah, that was that stacked. Was stacked. And that one with Shinsky versus... What's his name? Uh, Sami Zayn so, so, yeah. was in... And, and and think and think about that. We just praised that show. There was only five matches, and it, and that's all you needed was just five matches. That's all you they, needed. They killed it. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys remember though that Sammy's that, that Sammy's ancient match? How come on? To me, they never wrestled to this before. day. Yeah. That that is where Fight Forever started. That that chant. Did it start At least that? in the WWE universe? In the WWE universe, yes. I'm sure oh. Happy Ring Honor is some dork. Some dork show like that somewhere. <laughs> How do you think dork that works? There's just a bunch of wrestling nerds. Like there's guys like like David Bixen Span and like some of the WrestleNomics crew, and they're just all sitting there at Ring of Honor going, We need something new. How can we <laughs> how can we celebrate this in the most verbally masturbatory way possible? Uh what about keep I mean, on fighting? No, uh, not good enough. Not good enough. Fight forever. Okay, I like it. Guys, I like it. Threat syllables guys, is good. A lot of these things generally emanate out of a small indie show somewhere where, you know, work rate is king and what the fans pop on. They don't really care about the characters as much. They care about the the, the work rate. But um, nonetheless, either way, um, I, that's the first time I've ever heard Fight Forever was that Sami yeah. Zayn match versus Shinsuke. Damn, that was good. It's great. They should just reshow that takeover. I mean, to put that on network TV, like uh, or some, half of it. Like it was so good. And uh, man, it's funny. You know, you know what? When Nakamura and Sammy break up in their current incarnation, that would be a good one to show on SmackDown. Oh, hell yes, I do. I agree with you on your date on this about showing 
some of the things that they have on the network. Yeah. I think that's a big mistake not doing that. I really yeah. do. No, absolutely. Your subscriptions. It would help. It would help your subscriptions as well. Well, because if you saw, yeah. look, if you if you saw that fifteen minute Undertaker piece on TV, Glenn, yeah, they advertised. If actually put that fifteen minute, you know, a closer look at Undertaker's gimmick that's coming up, it's only fifteen minutes long. I guarantee you that would get subscriptions through the roof, because holy shit, that dude, he's walking around just talking like himself, like his Mark Calloway. He's yeah. just straight shooting. I've been waiting twenty years to see this. I'm buying that nine ninety nine subscription. I saw somebody on Facebook today that I'm friends with. I didn't even know that her and her husband were wrestling fans. They were talking about how weird Ron SmackDown are without an audience. So I was like, well, did you watch WrestleMania? Did you see the Boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse match? It's like, they don't watch it. They just watch the weekly free TV. And for them, it's like, oh, this, I, you know, like, they're just saying, like, this is too weird. I can't watch it anymore, you know? Wait, really quick, uh, when's the last time you spoke to her? Oh, with this or friend? Uh, yeah. uh, I actually commented on there asking about that. Commented about the I know, but, but, but before then, I mean, is it somebody you, you always keep in touch with, or yeah, it's someone that like uh, we've been good acquaintances. I mean, I don't know, I like DJed her birthday party like five years ago, like we've been friends, but I never knew she was a wrestling fan oh, okay. until this match, okay. Okay. you know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I was yeah, actually yeah. really surprised to learn that about her and I'm surprised she was watching. And uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, I actually value my interactions more with casual fans. I mean, I like when I meet hardcore fans in business. And don't get me wrong, I love when I interact with people that watch and listen to this podcast and that we talk to on Twitter. But yeah. when I just meet yeah. somebody that I don't know and they're a hardcore fan, you get in that thing where you're trying to almost do this weird cred shit. Well, like, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, you know, and it's just you keep going on and on and on. But with casual fans, I like their take more because it's always fresh. It's not just who can name more matches. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, let's talk about Gargano versus Ciampa, like this hour-long match that took place at an undisclosed uh, location that looked like the Performance Center. Pretty sure that was the Performance Center. So did Justin. I don't think it was the Performance Center. At first, I thought. At first, I thought it was. Um, at first, I thought it was it was in full sale, and they had just stripped everything. They just put the bleachers and everything away, and they were shooting uh, the opposite way inside of a full sale. But then, when they went outside, there were some things outside. I mean, I've been to full sale once, and there were some things outside that didn't look like I remember it on these parts of the building in full sale. So then I like. So then I was like, I don't know, maybe is it is it is, is it a sound stage like Universal? Like I don't know, but I I don't think it was a performance center. I'm pretty sure it wasn't there. But uh. I'm just saying, like they made it seem like they were going to go to someplace really cool, <laughs> like like Dana White's Island. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, could you imagine that? Like Triple H is like you're going on disclosed vacation. Guys come out, put bags over their heads, fly <laughs> them out someplace around an island. I don't know why, but this on an island idea now tickles me. I think this is a great way to do these things. Uh, but no, I think uh, I thought it was going to be something like a street fight or I don't know. I mean, I was just a little disappointed that it looked like, okay, let me ask you this. Were you more impressed with the fight they had backstage at the Performance Center or the aesthetic of this tonight? Uh, I kind of like this, honestly. The aesthetic, not yeah. the match. Yeah, the look. I kind of like the look of like ring a whole lot of lights on top and then just, no, you couldn't see anything else. And it was, and, and these guys, you know, they obviously trailed out of the ring and went outside and some, but like, I just like that. Like it, it truly felt like, you know, it truly felt like triple H like dad saying, here's your weapon. Here's your place to do it. Kill each other now. And then we're over with it. And like dad just walks out. <laughs> like, I just, I kind of, I don't know. It was something, 
I like this this look to things. I like the setup. I like the premise. I'm just saying, but and people in the chat are saying they're pretty sure it was a soundstage at full sale because it's kept saying building two soundstage area two. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect it to be super cool like in Flash Gordon when uh, Timothy Dalton and Flash are having that on the rotating platform with the spikes and shit. Like, I wasn't expecting that, although that would have been badass. But uh, I don't know. I just expected a little bit more than what we got. Yeah, I mean, props again, props to him for uh, for um, you know going as long as they did. Again, I know those commercial breaks, but it's still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty intense. Um, but this was good, yeah. And then obviously a great finish, and um, you know, a nice, a nice, a nice psychological touch. You know, playing off of Candace had gave Johnny something just just as he entered, and you know, now we come to find that it was a cup, and it was all one big kind of setup there, and. Yeah, uh, it was good. And then there was, and then there was something. I don't know. If, I don't know if you call this Glenn, because I know you're trying to multitask as we're getting ready yeah. to do this podcast. As Johnny and Candace got into a car, and it was odd. There was other cars out there. Yes, and there was a looked like a car light was on, and there was two people in a car, and that seemed like it was on. Like that's that, that that's not an accident. So I mean, I know we like. I don't know if you caught that. But the chat room believes it was Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Okay, I could have swore I was like, "That's not an accident." They'll never let this be an accident. And this is not live. Like, who the hell was that? Okay, so that would make total sense if that's what the case was, because it was clearly two people in a car. The cargo light was on in the car. You could see. Okay. Yeah, and I'm getting tweets about this, so I think that's the popular theory, and I can see that. I can see them showing next week. You won't believe what happened after that match. Right now, now let me ask you this: Is it Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux that? uh, Go in there and like attack Champa, or do they go in high speed chase against Candace and Johnny? And we get like, you know, what you think, Scarlet? But Scarlet, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get this light to work. It's failing me miserably. I thought I was hot shit with my new spotlight. Um, anyways, uh, um, what do you think, Scarlet? But I was like, like part of the, the, you know, beating them up and jumping them or something. Could be, seems like it. Bueller, Bueller. Um, well, no. actually, but even better with Johnny and Candace. No, in fact, Johnny and Candace versus Scarlet and Killer Cross. Okay, okay, I'll take that. That is okay. Yes, that is perfect. Yeah, that is. But do you think? What do you think of the match? Are trying to keep I'm them sorry, apart man. right now. Um, freaking insane. <laughs> um, yeah. their, their matches are always great, though. These two. And I hate Johnny. I don't. I don't mean to say it like I don't hate him. But I'm just not. I'm just. I'm. I'm exaggerating. Um, I don't hate him. I don't even know him. Um, I'm just not a. I'm not a huge fan. But yet every match that this dude is in, I am into. So I don't know how to explain to me. It makes sense of that. Can you like somebody's match even though you're not a fan of that person? Usually I can't. But with this dude, I usually I, I usually can. I don't know if that's more on Champa, maybe, because I love Champa. Champa. I don't know. I can't stand the Dave Matthews band, but I appreciate the musicianship. So I feel like it is possible, Matt. You can't separate yeah. them. Well, I can't stand the Dave Matthews maybe band. Maybe that's what's happening. I think it's just the fans of the Dave Matthews band, like the hardcore fans, especially like 20 years ago. Shots they were fired, really shots annoying. fired. 20 years, Matt, Matt, back me up on this. 20 years ago, people that were really into Dave Matthews band and Fish, like that was its own oh, subculture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the jam band. Okay. Yes. I got you. I got you. Yes. We had a kid. We had a kids coming to high school with their Birkenstocks, sandals on. <laughs> they were like hippie juggalos. Like it just it wasn't cool. 
<laughs> yes, hippie jail. It's perfect, actually. Yes. I have nothing against jugglers. I, I actually like ICP quite a bit, but uh, yeah. Of course. Did you ever go to Did you ever go to ICP's The Gathering, Glenn? I have talked about going to The Gathering uh, with uh, Jeff Gersman, uh, longtime uh, friend, former band member. We've talked about going to The Gathering since its inception every year, and we never have. But I did see ICP in Detroit live once. If we cool. ever need to fill a podcast, one time I went to the gathering and they do the wrestling show. And, and, it's, <laughs> it's, and at the wrestling show, I was there working. We were doing a New Age Outlaws documentary. So I, I, I was riding on the bus with some of the talent, and it's a show that does not start until 1 in the morning. Oh, yeah. A pay-per-view that does not start till 1 in the morning. It was the wildest right. experience I've ever uh, – that's – yeah. That, we, we could do a podcast hey, one day just on it, that. Hey, hey, Justin, yeah. is a New Age Outlaw documentary out? Oh yeah, this was uh, 2011. This was um, this was when they both had just they had just both were a couple months sober. They were really just kind of getting their life back together, getting their um, getting their booking. Where can I see this documentary? I'll have to see if it's not if it's not out in public anymore. I will send you a private copy, a private link. Yeah, I want to see it. It's cool. Justin Alba won ten dollars super check. Gargano versus Ciampa was everything wrong with modern NXT. Painfully long, self indulgent, devoid of personality or character, overacted melodrama that's a parody of real storytelling. What the wow. hell? Tell us what you really think. Hang on, go back, go back. Justin Alba's got my attention. Go back. Okay. This was incredibly. This is not even passive aggressive. This is just straight boot to the mush. No shine, no hope. Thanks for coming, kid. Foot on the chats. One, two, three. Um, holy crap, dude, Ju Justin, why are you so hot? Why are you so angry about this? You want to hit on him? Huh. This is like an English tea. This is like, listen to me. This is as if um, a, a scene at uh, no, not a scene actor. Let's say uh, an acting school teacher were to like, you know, uh, go ahead and leave a report card for watching <laughs> their very first pro wrestling show, right? Like this is something that they would say. Devoid of personality or character, right, overacted melodrama. Like you're using way too many fifty dollar words to be talking about pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Rats. Remember, remember, I actually come firing off the ropes when somebody shoots me off. Remember that. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Pro wrestling. It was an intense practice. match. <laughs> we're talking practice. Practice. It was intense. I didn't feel this was as emotional, and and maybe it's because the feud has gone so long. It was not as emotional as their, some of their takeover matches. No, no, but good lord, this was still a good match. It was and great. I match. Hate one of the, the yes. people that are was in it. I'm not a fan. I should say he is the Dave Matthews of professional wrestling to you, um, <laughs> and I get that. For but me, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, ooh, there's some good parallels there. We'll save that for another time. But um, I think that what match was next? Well, that was that was the last of NXT, and there was the big swerve. The Candice came out after this hour long match, and Candice was like, "Screw you, Johnny! I don't even know who you are anymore." Yada yada yada. Kicked him in the nuts, and then like kicked Chomp in the nuts, and they're both there over. But then Johnny was like, "Aha! I was wearing a cup. I fooled you. Our ruse worked, and he won the match." I don't know. I thought it was a little too cute. That was cute good. You, it was cute. I thought it was pretty. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, yeah. I mean, I like again. I like the look of the place. 
none of the cameras were steady. They were all, it was all handheld cameras. So, you know, it was, you know, there was cameras all, I mean, I, cool. I it gave a different look, you know, there's no commentary. Um, so you have to rely on these guys to truly tell all aspects of the story. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, again, in, in this time right now, we're, hey. we're having to get, have you guys? Yeah. Let me cut you off, Joseph. I'm gonna forget to ask you this. I mean, I want you weren't on the the show the other night. I wanted to ask you this: Did you get a chance to watch Being the Elite yet when they shot some of their matches from the uh, BTE compound? No, you gotta go watch it, dude. They okay. did this in this space. They had uh, the Jackson brothers. Were one of the Jackson brothers with a handheld outside of the ring, and he just walked around the ring slowly like this, all around the perimeter of the ring. And it was awesome to watch, like, all the shoot-off spots yeah, where any of the guys gave each other a buckle or something like that. Mm. And it was really cool. And I, and I said, I can see companies stealing from this because it, it really was cool. It was completely different. It made something basic, like a shoot-off spot, look way athletic. I'll have to check out. Oh, boy. What are we looking so at? So, like, Fun. 10 people have... DM'd and tweeted me this. Oh, there it is. Yep. You could see Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. This is not the best screen grab, but yes, that does look like it could be them that were out there in the car. So there you have it. Uh, anyhow, let's talk about... Eight, oh, uh, just final... Yeah. So that's, final that's thoughts on NXT tonight. Matt. Good. I'll give them two thumbs up because I, I you know, bag on them. You know, in weeks and uh, many other weeks, and I thought they put forward, especially through the beginning of the show, a very good show. I'll take it. Yeah, I agree. There really, yeah, I agree. There really wasn't, uh, there really wasn't a weakness to the show. Like I said, I, I thought like a squash match went a little bit too long, but again, just giving this, I guess, mm-hmm. giving those guys some, some face time. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really bad about this. They, 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 they delivered. So let's talk about AEW Dynamite tonight. We open up with that Jake Roberts promo. That's how a way to open the show. I love that. Yeah, yeah, there's something about him that's so just deep at this point. Like everything he says just has this gravity this is, to it. This definitely, but this let me ask you guys an honest question here. Yeah. And you're not gonna want to say this because we all love Jake Roberts. We all love his promos. Um, but this is his voice. Chat room, please participate in this in this uh question, please. Um, does his voice because it is different from once what it was? Does it does it lose anything for any of you guys for Jake's world beater promos that he cuts every time he opens his mouth? Like, does it does it take anything away from what you remember Jake's promos as always being? Does it take away for 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 me? Given the position he's given, what he's trying to portray, he's like it kind of. It works. He's a he's that grizzled vet that should have been dead eight times prior. Like he he kind of gives him like that. He's been around and he's got that that it's even more raspier and you know a little tougher for him to talk. To me, it kind of helps me believe even more what he's what he's saying. He's like Wade Garrett in Roadhouse. That's um, great. And by the way, cheap plug answer. Cheap plug to Wrestling Inc. with Jake Roberts. Uh, I was on the Wrestling Inc. Daily today, as we have every day. And today's interview, we had Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, that Nick Hausman did, and, and you can read some transcript or read the audio if you go over Wrestling Inc. Jake's actually right now stuck in an air, uh, in an airport, in a hotel in Atlanta Jesus. because he, he, you know, he went to go help out the guys in AEW to, to, to tape a few weeks ago in Jacksonville and to, and to tape some of this stuff for them because he wanted to help them out. 
he'd been living with DDP and DDP said, if you're going to leave and go off the property, you can't come back on, uh, you know, with, with, with all the health stuff going on. So Jake is living out of a, a, a hotel right now in Atlanta. I mean, there's been, and there's a lot of other good conversation, but it's a cool interview on wrestling Inc. go check it out from today's uh, wrestling Inc. daily. Wow. Um, people in the chat are saying Damn, DDP, DDP, you can't use your poll and get him a test or something and then let him come back. Come on, man. Don't know. Uh, no, everyone in the chat, Matt, is saying that no, Jake's voice, you stop, you pay attention, you believe what he says. Um, he's got that extra weight. So, uh, yeah, I that 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 new higher pitch to his voice, nobody really doesn't throw anybody off. Okay. I think it's part of aging, though, man. Like, it, it works. Like, there's some people that are old that, I don't know, uh, like, as they get older, it, I don't want to say it projects weakness, but you see, you don't, like, with Jake, he just looks like he's older and has nothing to lose. He has this darkness about him. Like, I think, uh, and especially given the documentary he has, he, story. He has all, hang on, what am I doing? I'm sorry. Uh, he, he he has all that already, but. Yeah. Does, I'm not saying it takes away from the context of what he's saying. I'm not, I don't give a shit about the context. Yeah. What I'm saying is, does his higher octave that this is, it's like Eric Young's voice, because Eric has a, a, I forget what his problem is that he has with his larynx, but oh, wow. he has to get a surgery every once in a while on his throat to um, alleviate that raspy, sandy voice he has at times. Yeah. Um, and every once in a while, he's got to get a surgery for it. And when he he gets closer to his TNA, like his promos weren't, they're always great and they're always fire, but they, I don't know, the pitch, maybe, like I said, it's just me. It could very well just started this off with and prefaced it with. Um, yeah. You know, this could just be me. But for some reason, it's not like Saturday Night Night's main event, Jake Roberts, where he does the promo, you know what I mean, of, you know, would you trust this, would you trust these eyes, would you trust this man, that, that type of promo. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I, voice. yeah, the whisper voice was his gimmick, and he doesn't have the same whisper voice. It is interesting now that you mentioned that because there are some guys that that do. I mean, Hogan still, although Hogan, I think, sounds more like a caricature of himself now, even than he did in the eighties. Yes, but he's been doing it so long, yes. you know. Yes. Um, Taker so we, still sounds like Taker. Yeah, although even hearing Taker's normal talking voice, Taker has his show voice. And his normal voice. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so we had Lance Archer open up versus Alan Angels, and uh Lance won that pretty easily via pinfall. This Not was much... good. This was good. And then we went right into Britt Baker versus who Hikaru Shida. Lengthy match. Britt got busted open during this. Um this was really good. This was, I mean, I feel bad that it was going on right against the women in NXT um, because I think yeah. that this was probably one of the better AEW women's matches of all time. AEW, mm-hmm. I will definitely second that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hikaru ended up getting the win. Oh, man, I just, Britt is didn't such like a star. That. I did not like that. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. Well, because with Britt, I mean, even busted open, it was like that moment, right? I mean, similar to like what Becky went through. It's like it made her look really tough. When she did that thing where she was getting right on the yep. camera and saying like, you know, uh, talking to Tony uh, and whatnot on commentary. I mean, just Britt comes across as such a star. And uh, I don't know why she's not at the top of the women's division. Well, and by the way, after, 
when she got busted open by the, there were some points that you could tell they were trying to improv and trying to move a little bit. And by the way that she was fighting through and making sure the match kept going, I thought, well, for sure she's winning. I said, you know, she's got to get to that point. And so I was, I was shocked to see that she went through all that. She, Britt lost that match, yeah, but she, but she was far more over because of that match. So, and to finish Justin's thought on that, when that happens, especially because she was gonna, she's booked to lose. You, you're supposed to go home. If someone gets yeah. hurt or injured or something like that, yeah, well, man, we gotta fill eight more minutes. Let the next match do it then. Um, people, guys would gobble up that time and love it and be grateful that you gave it to them. Um, somebody gets injured like that, you know what I mean? So I'm surprised that they made her do all that to get there and still come up short. But then again, we're right. booking a heel, not a face. So right. I think that's an important point to make as well. Well, it's especially interesting but too, Matt, that, she didn't that they didn't. It. Yeah, it's, and it's especially interesting too that they. I mean, this is the tape show, so if you if you go short eight minutes, they can they can fill the eight minutes in in, in editing, Ooh. you know. So I'm so, so it's not like this is live, you know. This was taped a couple, you know. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, really, really good match tonight. Uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, of the AEW women's matches. Um, and we'll see it with Britt, man. I'm just worried they're going to play the long game with her so much she's going to lose this uh, this momentum that she's been building brick by brick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a promo setting up uh, Omega and Nakazawa versus the best friends over the rights to the name Best Friends. Uh, we had Excalibur do the AEW uh, rankings. What did you guys think tonight? It seemed to me like the voiceovers because you could tell that the I'm not commentary. I mean, Jericho and Tony were fantastic, but on some of these voiceovers, like I didn't even feel like when I was just listening to the audio. I wasn't even aware that AEW would come back on because it sounded so dry and so monotone almost. Um, some of these voiceovers tonight. Yeah, I did. I, I caught that too. Yeah, it just didn't sound. I mean, because AEW is a show that the audio of that, the energy, even having all the wrestlers in the crowd cheering tonight, the way they set that up, mm-hmm. like it's such a high energy show. And Jericho was amazing on commentary tonight. <laughs> he was. He was so funny. Yeah, there were so many good one-liners. I'm sure someone's going to put together a super clip of that. Um, what about what do you think of these promos of uh, Moxley versus Jake Hager and how they're building this up? Has a big fight feel. Yeah, it does. But <clears throat> excuse me, but for Jake Hager, like I'm still not, still not feeling him yet. I was a while ago when he first got there and how they built him. But since he has started wrestling, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what my disconnect is. You know, he's a legit badass. He's a legit amateur wrestler. Um, so I don't know what my 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 drop off with him is as a fan. I don't know what I'm missing on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe them building him up is too much of a legitimate, you know, MMA fighter. Um, I just it feels to me like they're just really building him up to give. Uh, Moxley like a really really credible title defense that ultimately he's going to win and just make Moxley look stronger in the long run. And that's a good use. That's good use for for Hager. It is. Yeah. Um, best friends with Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega and Michael uh, Michael Nakazawa uh, for the right to use the name Best Friends with uh, the Best Friends. Trent. Uh, so stupid. And Chuck picking it's up so the. Win. St- Stupid. This is so 
stupid, so dumb. Sorry. Yes. I mean, it would, it would, I'm just saying Rajback versus the Jew print would have been a better match, better stakes <laughs> than this match. Definitely. Most, yeah. No question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was okay, but it just it felt like a really, I don't want to say weak pretense, because Justin, as you point out, you shouldn't overthink these things in professional wrestling. Um, I mean, but this just felt like kind of fun filler. I just, yeah, I just didn't care. I had, I had no reason to care. I felt like I was like, I'm not going to pay a lot of attention to this because nothing nothing that happens in the segment is going to be critical in any nope. in any way about I, what's going on. I was more on NXT during this. For yeah. sure. Okay. Brody Lee tonight continues to channel Vince McMahon chastising uh, some of his followers who were uh, not wearing ties like the other one talking about I mean this <laughs> right? I mean so Matt when you were there Matt when you were in uh WWE, did they have the protocol then about having to travel wearing a suit all the time? Oh, I was that was on the road when BizCash was put into place. Thank you, Johnny Apes. Um, absolutely. Um, I was at day one when they made us start doing that crap. Until then, I was able to rock my sweet Sean John below track suit that I was very proud of. Ooh. And I overly wore it. I wore I wore it every every night. <laughs> like a scrub. Wait, what color? Um, what color was it? Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am. In, oh, oh, hang oh, on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Then when I thought I was a baller, because now I'm WWE, I'm a WWE superstar, and I must be rich, right? Um, then I, I was perpetrated to uh, Carolina Blue's Sean John track suit. It was so <laughs> over that when he was walking past me in the aisle on the plane getting on, Rikishi asked me where I got it at. How about that? It's funny you mentioned the Carolina Blue. So in 1999, I was at Burlington Coat Factory, and they had like on sale, uh, you know, Russell Simmons Fat Farm powder blue Carolina Blue velour tracksuit, and I didn't buy it. I've been regretting it for 20 years that I didn't buy this powder blue tracksuit. I love that you remember the year that you did not buy this particular tracksuit. Carolina, don't call it side blue. Don't call it powder blue. Carolina blue. Um, but yeah, I like. So I was able to wear that. I was able to wear my uh, tank tops that I wear everywhere, my spaghetti strap uh, tank tops that I still wear in the 1980s when I go to the gym. Um, I was able to wear that uh, from the gym straight to the show. All of us did. Yeah. And then out what of about that a field, pack? Johnny freaking – no. Johnny uh, Johnny Big Nut says put on that, and, and he, he's the one who put in biz cash where we had to show up in khaki pants and a shirt and tie. I hated it. I hate everyone hated it, obviously. And Cena, uh, believe it or not, did do it the first week. And then that was all, that's all she wrote for that. Because wow. John's like, this is not my character. I would never wear this. This makes no sense. So Taker and uh, what's his name? John and Austin as well um, didn't really have to do it. Wow. So the question is do you still own a tracksuit now? Do you still have that same tracksuit? Oh. And I want to say Brock. I don't recall Brock. No. I once flew on Brock's private jet when Brock got his own jet, if you guys remember, because the world was starting to beat on him a little bit. And he was sick of frigging flying 55,000 hours around the world as a yeah. champion. And he got his own jet to cut down on this if he can afford it, especially. And I'm telling you right now, I don't ever recall him wearing uh, uh, those uh, biz cash. Never. So maybe it was at four people then. And they did change it when they acquired the tap out brand that you could wear business casual or any tap out gear. 
Uh, oh, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. You mean because the whole thing is, guys, this eats up your time. You go to the gym when you're on the road. As soon as you land, before you even you either go to the hotel check in and then go to the gym, or you go to the gym right away and then go right from the gym to the arena. That's what I used to do, like a scrub mm-hmm. not shower, and uh, be there from twelve to eight p.m. until the show starts. Um, and then after the show, then I check into the hotel. Um, so like you can imagine the, the time that that would save me versus, okay, I land, get my rental car. I've got to go to the, ho- I got to go lift weights in the gym, find a gym. And then I got to go all the way back to the, find the hotel, put my suit on just to put, you know, just to get dressed in that stupid suit, just to go to TV where I'm going to be taking it off anyway to put my gear on. Yeah. It's so stupid. So stupid. And so do you own uh, the velour tracksuit still to this day? Oh, God, no. I don't know what the hell that is. No. I got, as a birthday gift uh, a couple years ago, a Sweatsito, which makes custom tracksuits. And it is one of my prized possessions. Enjoy wearing it out and about. I should have got it monogrammed, though, or maybe with some rhinestones on the back, because that'd be extra classy. Big tracksuit fan, Justin. You like velour? Velour is the classiest of fabrics. <laughs> Can't say I've ever. It's superstar ever status. It, mean, it, mean, it means you've made it. Absolutely. Ah, oh, velour. I got to get another sweatsito, but summer's coming up, so I'm gonna have to wait. Maybe in winter, I'll wear nothing but velour when I'm housebound all winter. Uh, let's talk about this Matt Hardy promo tonight. Loved this. Responding to Chris Jericho and talking to Vanguard One, and uh, Matt was firing. Shots uh, calling Jericho the whole of ass. Uh, Spanish God, uh, Sammy Guevara, false God. Not even sure he could speak Spanish. Um, this was, I love this. Justin, what did you think of this? Yeah, I mean, this is Matt being able to do, this is Matt Hardy being able to do Matt Hardy. Uh, and I think out of this, the takeaway was, I think we're going to have a another match on the Hardy compound coming soon as he challenged, oh, yes. uh, as he challenged uh, Jericho. So, the elite deletion. Uh, Right. So right now, while the cinematic theme is all in is all in uh, all in in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In uh, style, it's the flavor of the week. In We're gonna style. get more of it from the original. Vogue. Vogue. Vogue, yes. I, Matt, I remember how can't over- get enough of it. So I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yes. Um, how over what is? is there a remember how over? Shit? I was gonna say, remember how over in Vogue was in the early nineties. I was thinking about that last night, so it's funny. It just triggered that thought. I was watching some old thing. I was like, in Vogue was like the shit for like five years, and then they disappear. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, you were the right age. Uh, but the elite deletion is going to be fantastic. Looking forward to this. Um, yes. Yeah. Gonna that'll be great television that could easily fill two hours uh, if they do it right. Um, Brody Lee had a squash match against Lee Johnson, won via pinfall, and then the main event Cody great. with Brandy. Ro- oh, what's that? That was great, great use of him. Continue to get him and uh, uh, what's his name that started off the show, Lance Hoyt, Lance Archer, with squash matches. I, I, I'm a huge fan of squash matches for big guys. I am, yeah, good shit. I liked it. Good shit, pal. <laughs> they made a T-shirt. The the uh, they did. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mister the Puppet McMahon uh, shirt. The I saw that in WWE shop today. What does it uh, say? This what is good shit, pal. Yeah. I'll it says it. shit. It's it's got no, like the at- no way WWE. 
It's got the. It's like I'm they wrote like I think. Even, like I think it, I, mark for I. I think at this point, uh, I think at this point, you know, Vince lost out on so much revenue with with how this mania got scrapped. I think if they say Vince make this shirt, it'll sell well. Maybe he's just going off and doing it at this point. I, I would buy that shirt. That's a great. That sounds like a great shirt. Uh, here we go. I got a. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find it. Yeah, I got it. Okay, Chrome tab right there. There we go. There it is. Oh, I really I can see it. Quick, before you talk, I forgot to mention to the fans watching the show. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can't see it. See, when you put these things on the screen, I still can't really see it. Using my phone. No, sorry. Um, no, no, that's that's funny. There. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah, there you go. Whatever. Yeah. I want that shirt. That's good. Um. um so, what were we gonna say, man? Shit, be quick. I want. I want to say something. Um, I forgot to tell everybody on this. I got yeah. called from WWE two days ago. Um, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be. Doing one of their, I'm gonna be featured on one of their next series for where they are, where are they now? I guess it's a series oh, on the nice. network. I haven't seen any of them yet, but um, yeah, hopefully in the next couple weeks. So, yay! You just make sure if you send them footage of this podcast or a link that it's not an episode that Raj is on. He doesn't deserve to be featured <laughs> in that to be part of your story. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I almost like I I have to say it's better Raj is on more regularly because it is a continued source of joy to bust uh when he's not oh, here. Oh yeah, um, it's a huge, huge, definitely a huge part of our narrative every night. Definitely. <laughs> uh Cody with Brandy Rhodes. Uh but Matt, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be awesome. They're doing a piece on you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Well deserved. Um, Cody with Brandy Rhodes versus Sean Spears in the TNT Championship Tournament first round match. This was the main event tonight. Really long match, a lot of back and forth. Cody with a pinfall uh, using a submission move, figure four. Which, which I don't, pin. I can't, I mean, like, that, that's an old school thing when a guy's got you in a, in a submission hold and the ref will try to count your shoulders, you know, and like, so you, yeah, like, yeah. But that's, I don't think I've ever seen a match where that's been the finish. Where they've counted your shoulders while you're in submission, it's been that's been the finish. I don't know. I love. I, I thank them for that because every time on house shows, you would see people do that. Like Eddie Guerrero would do stuff like that, and others, Kurt as well. And I'd always in my head, I'd like I thank them because those are only believe when we use those. They've been so hoarded out over the years that nobody ever buys them as false finishes. So mm. when somebody loses a match. To like they're not to somebody's non-finisher, but like maybe they're set up to their finisher, let's say, or their third from the top finisher, if you will, right? That it makes now every time they wrestle way more entertaining because they could win in a multitude of ways, and it serves as great false finishers down the road. So now he puts that uh, uh, figure four on somebody again. People are going to take it more seriously when they're at home watching it. They're going to treat it as a credible. Oh shit! Is he gonna tap out? Worse, is he gonna freaking have his shoulders to this, to the mat for three seconds and not realize it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it no, makes that, you get more emotionally invested in the match. Uh, I love that. No man, that's that's a great point. It it, it gives it credibility. It gives you makes you pay attention, and it's 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 ironic too that it, it's ironic too that it happened in AEW because like. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, let's be honest. I've called this out before. AEW's referee, like they, they don't often always apply ten counts, and they like I don't know. There's, there's a lot of there's there, right. there's there's been let a lot of shit fly. Yeah. yeah. So it was ironic that, that that's how they ended the main event on AEW. I'm not complaining about it. I just was shocked by that. Dude, anything that involves Cody Rhodes on that show, there is never zero. There are zero holes in any segment. Just about that Cody Rhodes is a part of. I swear to God. Which makes the neck tattoo really that much more shocking that it's like that's the one bad judgment he's shown. I don't don't understand it. I thought it was fake. I thought it was just for the pay-per-view until you guys told me after that that was real. (laughs) You should have texted him. You should have texted him like great rib with the neck tattoo. I don't know Cody. I've never even met Cody. Really? He's never there when I was there. No. But this was a great match. This was a really good episode of uh, Dynamite. I mean, I think NXT tonight. Yes, it was. I mean, both shows were great tonight. I think NXT was special tonight. I like that they're drawing out these takeover matches, do something different with the presentation. But uh, yeah, I feel like. My, yeah. Can I pick my winner? Who do you sure. think my winner of this matchup is going to be? Yeah. Yeah, you even hear me. Who do you guys think my pick is going to be as who I think won tonight's show? Battle. Uh, NXT tonight. Nope. AEW. I think <laughs> I've only given it to NXT. I think I've only given it to NXT like maybe a total of two times. Wow. Wow. Everything is just going right in my eye and killing my freaking contact. Sorry. Yeah, they're not promoting. The, they're going to leave this podcast, Matt, out of their little Where Are They Now? feature that they do on WWE Network. <laughs> like they're just gonna be like, oh we watch the podcast. We can't drive people to that. That's uh <laughs> you're a little too critical. Uh, hey I was sticking up for him when I had a reporter here at my house want me to bury WWE and how uh selfish Vince McMahon was being during a coronavirus outbreak for the show must go on. Don't you think uh, and the reporter asked me straight up, don't you you know don't you think that that's a little bit over the over the line, you know? And I was like, no, I'm actually proud of them. Right now, this, you know, and I said in my, my promo, uh, the country needs a distraction right now. WWE, this is what they do. 9-11, they were the first uh, uh, organization and entertainment show, sports, whatever you want to call it, sports event, to televise a show and give people entertainment again and get, them, get their minds off of 9-11 at the time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's the way I was looking at them coming back and doing SmackDown that night. And uh, so, again, if I was just bashing them, I easily could have right there take an easy shot. But I always put them over. Always, always, always. Uh, speaking of which, Justin, what is happening with this next round of WWE taping? Yeah, so it looks like they're going to keep going with uh, with what they've been doing, uh, both PW Torch and PW Insider, with uh, some combined uh, information saying that the plan is they're going to keep taping at the Performance Center. Uh, they're going to try to tape enough stuff that's going to get them uh, through the month of April. Um, they're going to start wow. doing some of that tomorrow. Um, hey, Justin, Justin, what does mm-hmm. WrestlingInc.com say? <laughs> well, WrestlingInc.com, WrestlingInc.com is a uh, put the story out there of what Torch's PW Insider saying. They're, they've aggregated. Uh, that's that's what the latest uh, info is, is that they're going to keep taping at the Performance Center. So that's uh. Well, when did that start? Because when I was a wrestler, I'll tell you this right now. Raj used to uh, Raj. Did, like they would cut and paste Raj's stuff. I totally, I didn't even know who Raj was. I just knew his site. And um, a lot of the boys used to always go to it, honestly. Yeah. 
So, and then I'd see the shit on WrestleZone verbatimly, verbatimly on Facebook with no credit given or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, if you give credit, I mean, that's just, that's just news aggregation. If you give credit and say, cite you know, who's that's doing fair. it, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, if you copy and paste, then yeah, you're then you're plagiarizing. It's um, so, yeah, so, sports news, Justin. So if like A Rod gets traded from the, the Mariners to whoever the freak he went to the Rangers or whatever, right, or gets signed with the that's national news. AP picks that up. So the daily news is not just like copying them by writing an article about that. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's, a, like, well, there's, a, there, there's a difference between. Well, there's a difference between when like Major League Baseball officially announces that this trade's happened. That's yeah, that's just general news. But if you're a particular, let's say if you're a particular reporter for MLB.com and you have Who the scoop it? a day before it's official, saying, "Look, here's the team he's going to." That's the difference. Yeah. So it's like it's like you know in the wrestling business, nothing is official until either WWE or AEW do you, put it out or you, still you do, see it on TV. Sorry, do you still do that, Justin? Do you do, do you still? Uh, I I've moved. I've moved very much further away from that because I find it's just uh, it's a lot easier just to not. And so if I if I do know something, I'd rather just steer my opinion in that direction. And then if I end up being right in my opinion, then I just sound smarter. And it is Dude, no... so you don't hold the Stooge Report anymore. That's what I used to call <laughs> when, when mid card talents and the companies I used to wrestle for wrestle for is always so obvious. Um, you could totally tell. Because out of left field, like these sites, like the Observer and other places, will put over somebody like who hadn't been on TV like in five weeks, and uh, like, oh, we really should be seeing that Christopher Daniels guy, or you know, somebody <laughs> like at the time when I was at TNA, like I'm not Chris, I'm just making an, an example up, but somebody like suicide, somebody had nothing to do with our show, like eons, and I'm like, come on, that must be the Stooge, like that's what we always think. We used to think like. You try to guess, like, who the fuck the Stooge is? We have, like, locker room meetings about yeah. it. Yeah. Even in WWE, Brock, I remember. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, we were overseas once. And there was a story that broke. And I remember Brock in the locker room comes in, comes in there, sits down, and he's like, I don't know what fucking Stooges we have here, but I'm going to find out who the fuck you are, and I'm going to beat your fucking ass. <laughs> We've got a code around here. You want to go play grandass around with your Dave Melcher and your Loser internet buddies, you fucking dork. I will beat the snot out. Like, he went promo in the whole locker room. Um, and I'm in my head. I was like, kind of like, good for him. Because I, I at the time, <laughs> at the time, I, I didn't like that. You know, I, I hate the yeah. fact that SmackDown was a taped show. Yeah. I hated that. Oh, yeah. And everyone would know what my match was going to be that night. There's no suspense for disbelief to a, to, a, to, a, to a degree. And I was still in that mode where I came out of Jim Cornette pro, uh, wrestling school one-on-one. Where I treated this incredibly seriously as a sport, I really did. Yeah, not sound like a mark, but I, I really did. Yeah, it's just the more the more and more that I got deeper and deeper involved with like our independent wrestling company here and this and that, it just became easier not to be on the mission to worry about breaking stuff or being expected to by a Raj or by whoever you're working with because it you know it just becomes harder to you don't want you don't want every, you don't want people thinking every conversation is oh you're trying to find something out you just mm. you can't you don't want yes. you don't want that lack of trust. So I, you know, I do. Yeah, that's a good point. It's been a while, dude. dude does oh, like, does, hey, really quick, does Raj? Does he still depend on you to do that kind of stuff? Or not really. Oh, he definitely doesn't depend on me. He has an entire news staff. I'm here for the podcast and opinions. I mean, he always says he'll he'll ask me like, hey, hey, do you know something? Do you know this? And you know, if I know something, maybe I'll. How how many know, um, how many stooge? No, I shouldn't call it that. How many um. How many uh, uh, reporters does he have that breaks news like that? Uh, 
I couldn't tell you the number. I, Nick Howe, I mean, Nick Houseman is our is our, is the is the managing editor. He's the one that kind of runs the day to day of news. I couldn't tell you how many people they have. I can't even keep track of it. I don't really pay attention. I do the I do the wrestling Inc. daily with Nick on Wednesdays and Thursdays in the afternoons. I do the stuff with you guys. That's kind of where I keep it at. You know, hmm. if Raj asks me something, if if I can help him, I will. If I don't, you know. yeah. So one last quick uh, news bit. What's happening with Double or Nothing? Uh, is it true that it's, I guess, MGM is saying no events till June? Well, uh, yeah, the last I, so M- MGM was supposed to have Double or Nothing on May 23rd. The last I yeah. saw, Glenn, was MGM canceled yeah. all events. They canceled all events through, like, May 10th. Mm-hmm. But maybe, they, maybe they've since updated it. But, yeah, they're, they're getting, if they haven't already, they're getting dangerously close to saying that that, that double nothing would would fall in a time, and they're not still not going to let any events happen. So we shall see. There you have it. Uh, quickly, we have a super chat. Buck ninety nine Wayne Montgomery wants to know what do y'all think about the Big Show show? Uh, I've had I other things to watch. Yeah, I saw the highlights for it, and I gotta say, it did look pretty good. Like if I did not have beef, then I'll be But if uh, if I had time to sit and watch it, I'd probably watch it honestly. But granted, right now, I mean, Matt, not a lot of other options. What are you going to watch instead? Basketball? I mean, you know. Dude, I'm, are you shitting me? I'm 10 times busier right now during this outbreak. Yeah, that's true. I have eight conference calls a day. I don't know. I meant stuff to watch today. today. Stuff to watch, I meant specifically. But yes. I don't have that luxury. I know. Monday, well, he comes home Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He's here with us. So. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, hey, yeah. Before before we go, can I, oh, yes, can, can I ask? And I'm going to need you to pick the show back up before uh, once I'm done with this, okay? Okay. So really, really quick, uh, to all the fans that are watching this, you guys, we continue to tell you, you guys are family. That's not just some BS line, right? To get you guys to, to do more super chat stuff and crap like that. None of us see that money, just to be clear. Um, so when we say that, we mean that. Yeah. And so like right now, I want to ask everybody that's watching this and everyone that's listening, more importantly, um... The three of us uh, have people that are very special to us in our lives that uh, um, we're not going to say who or where um, that, uh, you know, do have this virus. So if everyone at home could do me a huge favor, if we could just like the, literally just the next 10 seconds, just give me 10 seconds of everyone closing their eyes and just doing everything you can to send positive vibes our way. And we'll do the same for you right now. If you do know somebody with this, and I really do believe in the power of this. So if you guys just humor me, and we'll just do it right now if you guys don't mind. Just 10 seconds, please, go. Thank you, guys. You guys are incredible. Thank you. Amen. Incredible, incredible, incredible people. Thank you. No, uh, it's crazy right now, man. I mean, seriously, this podcast is a big part of what's keeping me sane in doing all this. It's <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely is. Yes. And uh, seriously, and uh, a lot of you have just been so great. I mean, on Twitter, I think you know, not. I was gonna say, like, not even a couple hours goes by where we don't get a message from someone that watches the show. Uh, I get DMs from yep. people. I get people hit me up on LinkedIn. Like, seriously, like, yeah, you guys are our social network uh, really at this point, the people we have the most contact with and greatly appreciate you coming out for these podcasts Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, seriously, we wouldn't be doing this without all of you. And that's the reason why. Yes, sir. Well said. (sighs) Man. So 
It's Wednesday. We're going to be back here Friday night to talk about SmackDown. Should be good. Do we have to? Can we talk about anything else? Can we do a show? You know what? Will Raj be on for SmackDown or no? (laughs) Come on. Really, Matt? No, Raj ain't. Okay. So here's my idea. You know why we know Raj is watching. I just say we Debo the show. And we decide we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw, December 1st, 1997. And we're just going to cover a random Raw, like something like that instead. Oh, I was just going to say that I was going to pick random topics. I thought the other night, our conversation of what was the first nudity you ever saw in film, like just with the random things like that. I thought that was very better. Yes. And our fans, like the fans of the show love that way more. And I would, if I was at home listening and watching this. And go back and watch Monday Night's podcast. Matt's answer to the first nudity you ever saw in film, Matt's answer to <laughs> that will blow your freaking mind. It was I that good. You just said that. Yes, it is. It is that good. He's not overhyping it. Like when but we got off weird. Monday night, I like I like ran us. I was like, told my wife, I'm like, you're never gonna freaking believe this. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> You guys uh, have to see it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with some fun stuff. We'll keep this going. It'll be good. Uh, so, look, everybody. Uh, oh, Matt, plug uh, plug your up live thing before oh, we Oh, God dang it. Hey, uh, man, man, so many of you guys have, like, flooded the DMs with me uh, trying to explain to you guys how to sign up for this. It's a pain in the ass. I'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> but could make sure you're messaging me so it gets to the top of my inbox so I'll see it. Those of you that have done it and I've seen it, I swear to God, I'm giving you guys the directions on how to do it. Those of you who've already signed up and are ready to go, just start filming yourself and let me know when you do. When you do, I'll jump in that chat room with you and I can do what's called gifting you. Um, that's as good as real cash, real money. Nice. Um, and you just, want, you just want to go on there, film some stuff, build up your followers, just like you would any other social media platforms. The more followers you get every time you go live, the more chance for these people all across the world to come into your chat and randomly gift you. Well, Matt, why would they gift me? They don't even know me. That's the gimmick. That's the whole thing with UpLive. Strangers just pop in each other's chat rooms and just will give them like a Lamborghini. It's hard to explain unless you see this thing. Um, they'll like give you a Lamborghini emoji car. You're like, what the fuck is yeah. this thing driving across my screen as I'm in the middle of talking? This is annoying. No, that's a good thing. I mean, somebody just paid you like 50 bucks. Um, so just continue to build your following and let me know when you guys do go live. Shoot me a DM and I'll try to get on it myself and, and, and uh, throw you guys some some money your way as well as you do it. Okay? And cool. the ones that have not done it yet, DM me and I will give you the orders of operation on how to sign up. It is a pain in the ass. You have to sign this stupid hosting contract because you're now a host. Blah, 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 blah. Nice. Uh, so go to the link on Matt's screen. And for people listening on audio, uh, look at Matt's Twitter. He's going to post this on there, but it's bit.ly. I, I, I want to read it out, but they have to capitalize. They have to get it right. Matt, when we get off the air tonight, I'm going to tell you on bit.ly how you can get a custom URL. I think that will make this easier in the future or set up some sort of redirect. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll come up with something to make it easier. But uh, look at this podcast. It's on Matt's lower third. If you're listening, just go to YouTube. You'll see the URL right there. And uh, we'll be back here Friday night. So until then, uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, stay sane in all this. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 